Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It is July 13th, 2020. 23 i am actual pearl and it's time for your impact wrestling post show we are a few days away from slammiversary which is this saturday that's uh what is that july the 15th 15th baby we will have a post show here on fightful.com myself and steven jensen will be tag teaming the fun out of slammiversary there'll be plenty to talk about like there is tonight but first the person who would normally be joining us is big timing us because she's got to cover AEW's first time ever going live for three full hours. No, it's wonderful. Cresta Star is here as she is with me every week. How are you doing, Cresta? Is this what Denise felt like when she became Hollywood? Okay. <laughs> Nah, I'm doing fantastic, guys. I love you all. But my other show is so young and the baby needs to be straddled. And I, you're in the capable hands of sometimes dad, Steven Jensen, and all the time dad, uh, Joel Pearl. I believe in you guys. I am, though, I will say, a little upset that I can't watch both at the same time and take notes because I really want to see that Deanna versus Trinity. I want to see who Scott Demore is going to have as his tag team partner. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice has now decided to become hoarse from going to SmackDown. It took a couple of days, but it's in full effect now. And I want to see how this tag team match is going to shake out. So I'm sure it's going to be fantastic, and I'll watch it another day. But, guys, watch it with Joel Pearl and Steven Jensen. They're going to give you expert opinions and mustaches that won't fall off. But I'm here for those mustaches to fall off. I am too, but I sometimes I feel like it's distracting. And I, I try so hard. I need I need a different application. Or to grow some or to... I don't know, paint it on. But I feel like if I paint it on, you're going to obviously know that it's painted on. All right. Well, until then, while you're here, go ahead, leave a thumbs up on the video while you can. And also, go ahead and shoot us a sub here at Fightful.com, YouTube.com slash Fightful, because we're on a march to 100,000 subscribers. That's going to be my favorite part when we hit that number. Uh, and also, we're on Overbooked tonight for some reason. I think Kate just messed up. So uh, subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. If you're watching us there, that'd be helpful. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Impact. You can also support us financially if you got the monies and you want to donate a Super Chat. Any amount of question read on the air. 
Crest is going to tell you all about humperchats.com, which is another option for you if you want to get your question or statement read on the air. My name is Star Creston. You can head over to humperchats.com. That is humperchats.com. Any question or dollar amount will get your question or statement read on air. And Joel Pearl and Crest Star will give you their mediocre opinions about your stuff. We get to keep a little bit more of the profits. And Sean Ross App is happy. We're happy. The lights and Decepticons are happy. Humperchats.com. Did you just call our opinions mediocre? I was going to say okayist, but you know. Let's be real here. Do do people come here for scoops or do they come here for <laughs> for opinions of varying qualities? I mean, I gave a scoop during the during the crossover, which I don't include in the audio, so I'll repeat it again. 10:15 a.m. on Fightful Overbooked on In the Weeds, Darren McCarty's going to join us on the show. Going to talk about Impact Slam anniversary. We're going to talk about his uh, hockey career, I'm sure about it, but Jeremy's excited, as am I. We're looking forward to having Darren join us. Uh, and again, plugging in the weeds, the main event tonight was uh, basically told to us without officially being told to us by Jody Threat on our interview with her on In the Weeds a couple weeks back. Uh, Jody and Deanna had a banger of a match. Wasn't that fun? I almost burped, but I caught it in time. Could've I done. thought it was great. I mean, yeah, but yeah, I thought the match was great. Um, Jody threat reversing the first Fujiara arm arm bar before she could turn into the Venus and Milo for the second one. It was good. A little clunky in areas, but I think overall, what a good match. And I can't wait for Jody threat to release the beast. <laughs> She's already been beastly, but I can't wait for more. Like, I feel like impact does such a good job with developing people who you may not know or newer talent. I, I can't wait to see what she does. She's going to be phenomenal, like Killer Kelly. Because I've said that about Killer Kelly. Look where she's at now. There's going to be plenty more where that came from as we talk through the night of Impact Wrestling. And, of course, if you're looking for another way to support us here, you can support us at Fightful Select, the best five bucks in the business, all your exclusive news and content. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But first, we got some exclusive news when we talked to George Iceman. Cresta, George Iceman was playing laser tag. <laughs> I thought that maybe he was at one of the upcoming tapings. They were just trying to squeeze in something. But now that you say laser tag, that does make a little bit more. It was giving club, but I didn't want to assume. <laughs> you could, If you were wearing headphones listening to that show, you heard kids in the background screaming. <laughs> and There's the lasers. everywhere. <laughs> it was just fantastic it was like one week he's in a coffee shop one week he's down by the river next week he's at the, the local laser tag place he's gonna play i respect it he said i got these scoops and you're gonna get them now because i'm committed to my job to giving you these scoops excuse me 15 year old child would you please hold this phone and let me talk into it <laughs> i'm a professional wrestler see you hear the way i talk see why would i lie to you see <laughs> Straight out of 1939. Anyway, he runs down Slammiversary, and he runs down the world title match, and then the Cody, uh, Diener, and Bully tag, and he says that uh, there's going to be another mystery partner. Who could it be? Who could it be? It'll be revealed at Slammiversary, so that's going to be fun. Uh, then we have, hop into the BTI match. Dirty Dango takes on Heath. Santino's out on commentary. Uh, I mean, okay. They announced that they're going to do Santino and Dango. Great. Cool. 
match is fine. Santino's still doing the bit where he still has his accent <sighs> and he's still angry and he's still saying, Oh, some of my gun and all that stuff while he's trying to put over a wrestling. I don't know. I just, it, it's weird. Uh, this match is very much headlock city and dancing. And uh, eventually Dango uh, just, you know, gets a foot on the rope and the leverage pin and beats Heath. what do you think of this match? I will say that the ring in ring performance was whatever, but at some point we're going to have to talk about the enunciation and the pronunciation of what was going on in that commentary booth. Cause dangle heat dangle jellyos. Listen, I love saying things wrong. I'm, I'm here for a good yuck, yuck. But if English wasn't my first language, I'd be very confused. <laughs> I'd be very confused right now. I mean, I knew what it was when Santino came out. When he was going to be on commentary for a BTI match. All right. I, all right. I knew what it was. But I, 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 I guess. I don't know how else to describe it. I guess I, it was a match that happened. I even the tie-in later on was ridiculous. Yeah, it's like I feel like we we got it at Slammiversary. I we got, I guess I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it was just it, I, I don't know. I don't have much to add on it. It happened. This is probably one of those. This was one of those rare um, weeks where the BTI crossover or, or you know from. BTI into the main show didn't really work for me. Uh, and again, there were just a lot of things tonight that I don't think really worked for me as a go-home show to Slammiversary. I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. Because it's like, it's never the in-ring, but I feel like if it was the pacing or the storyline or if this is supposed to be a go-home show, I'm not excited for Slammiversary. I already knew what was, everything you talked about for the most part, I knew was going to happen. You know what I mean? So... Yep. Well, we'll give our uh, we'll give our slam anniversary predictions at the end of the show. Uh, but let's dig into the actual Impact show. Chris Bay opens up versus Zachary Wentz. Wentz's first match in Impact since November of 2020. So this is the first time that Zachary Wentz is performing in front of a crowd at Impact uh, in quite a long time. And it was a good match. It was a good solid back and forth for uh, Chris Bay and Zach Wentz. Ace Austin and Trey Miguel are in the corners of their guys. Uh, Wentz eventually hits Bay with a spray can after a little bit of a, uh, you know, Trey getting in on the action. And then Wentz hits a headlock front-facing DDT on Chris Bay, gets the win. Good return match. Good solid uh, fight. And then afterwards, just to get into it, this was the crossover from BTI uh, in that the Rascals approach Santino, who's standing around with uh, Scott Zamore, saying we should be added to the tag title match anniversary. And Santino's like, no, nah, I never said that I'd do that. And plus you cheated. So uh, GTFO. And Trey's like, well, you'll, you'll regret this. So what did you think of the match? What do you think of the fallout? <clears throat> My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I wanted to do what everyone else does. You just came back, ring rust. It was a little chunky in spots, but overall it was good. At the end though, I don't know if there was a schmoz moment where Wentz went for, I guess, the nut shot or whatever before he hit the swinging um, DDT. You said a lot of words and I tried to remember. The headlock front facing DDT. Headlock, that's not what I have, but I have DDT. We were, we agreed that there was a DDT that happened. (laughs) Um, but like, I didn't know if they flooded at the end, but I do like how Chris Bay was like, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not taking you seriously. I'm going to beat you up. You'll get this out of me. And that's it. I think that I think it was great. It was fantastic. Cheating, cheating, cheating. Trey Miguel. 
I don't know, man. I again, I expected it, but I didn't expect what. Start over. I expected the cheating to happen. I expected the match to be good, but I guess I wanted something more from this too. I do like that Santino was like, "I'm not adding you." I who said that? I didn't say that. That <laughs> I didn't say that. But I like I like the open endedness, the open door of the um. Well, you'll be upset. You'll rule the day. Okay, we'll see. I feel like there's about to be a big shakeup in the tag division anyway. So let it breathe. Let Slammiversary happen, and then we'll revisit this. Yeah, I'm much happier <laughs> not having the Rascals inserted into this match because I think that the Rascals might just win those tag titles on their first opportunity. Uh, and they'll cheat to win, and that's fine. That's what the Rascals do. But, uh, yeah, th- there's just this... The match at Slammiversary is big enough as a four-way the way that it is. Yeah. And I don't want to introduce a new, a new quote unquote team that's returning to to impact. Uh, Yeah. They will get their shot later and it will be probably at the next, you know, major event that they do. It could be in Toronto when they go to, when they do emergence in, uh, in August, either way uh, it's going to be, it's going to be good, but for now stick to the four way slam anniversary, let the rascals just rack up some wins as well, because I'd like to see them look like an undeniable force for whoever the tag champions are at that point. Yeah, no, I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if they interfere in the match or they come out to get a closer look. And if we're going with your theory that Moose and Myers take it off of Aces of Bays because subculture gets pinned, uh, sorry, Moose and Myers, transitional. Uh, 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 I'm sorry to say it like that. It'd be great. But I think the Rascals would absolutely let you. Give me that. Moose and Myers, by the way, they pin uh, Moose pins Rich Swan. That's That's the finish. Although tonight we had a different finish, we're going to talk about that match a little bit. Uh, oh, but I do want to forward. Talk- I'm like that happened tonight. No, you're no. I'm talking later. Uh, Kevin Knight, Speedball Mike Bailey, fantastic match between these two. Great back and forth, 100 miles an hour to start. They just they let it go. And Kevin Knight's at home in Atlanta, so of course crowds into it. They're behind him. Speedball is speedball, so you just can't do no wrong there. Uh, I love that Kevin Knight is almost as tall as the ring itself. <laughs> And he's got the hops. He does a really, really good job. Uh, his draw kick clears the top rope, hits a big slingshot splash to the outside. Uh, eventually, Speedball gets the win with the ultimate weapon, but not before Knight does a wonderful-looking big top rope suplex. Meets Speedball at the top and just beats, just gets him. Uh, there, there was some really good stuff in this match. Crowd really did enjoy it. What did you think of this match, Cresta? I agree. I was up. I was awake. I was alert for this match. And I feel like Kevin Knight and Sheldon Jean are those wrestlers where people are like, okay, you're these guys. But every turn, everything Speedball threw at him, Kevin Knight was like, nah, I'm right here with you, playboy. You're not going to outspeed me. You're not going to outflip me. And you're definitely not going to outhop me. It was really good. That monkey flip from the, oh my goodness, I wrote it down. Hold on. That suplex on Mike Bailey, into the monkey flip on night, into the ultimate weapon. Ridiculous, I think. Mike Bailey is a great, great addition to any roster, and he brings out the best in people. And having someone like that against Kevin Knight, so Kevin Knight has a chance to show everything. That What a match. What Those hot orange pants helped with the tall aesthetic, though. I don't know what it was. It made him look really lean, because I thought he was a little shorter, maybe 5'8", but I'm like, well, he's real tall. He's giving me 7'7". Seven, seven. He's a tall man with the traffic cone pants on. The whole match was great. I would watch it 10 out of 10 again. Mike Bailey makes everything better, and shout-outs to you. Um, 
Sorry, Kevin Knight, because you really, now I don't want to say you kept up like you wasn't, like you did that. Y'all both did. That was a great match. Great match. Not the traffic cone pants. Come on. That's what, that's <laughs> what it reminds you. Like I could not lose you. If we went to a rave, I would know where you're at at all times. <laughs> what about all the other guys wearing traffic cone pants? I mean, his, I don't know. This orange was doing it because I've seen hot lime green. I mean, I get it, but like these were just, they were kind of parachute. They weren't like spandex. They were, that's some movement to them. I don't know, man. They were, it just made his legs look long. It's made his legs look like leggies. <laughs> he's a, he's a tall dude. He's got hops and he is a tall dude. But yeah, you're right. Th those pants really do make him look like he's seven, they seven. You're right. Amen. It was great for the intimidation fact. That's why the poison frogs have those bright colors. Ah, <laughs> you know what he was doing. Oh, how tall is this guy? Kevin Knight is six feet tall. And you can't teach that. That's <laughs> wild. You, I will say the camera makes people look really, really small. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to describe it because when I saw Edge in real life at SmackDown just leaning against I'm like, this man is tall. Too oh, tall, Paul. You want to feel weird. You look at Heath compared to the rest of the Impact roster. Heath was in the – this is a common Heath? thing, by the way. Heath. Heath is a big dude. I could yeah. – the shoulders. I could see it. Now he's, that you said it, I can see it. Tall, same thing with Cardona. You don't. Oh yeah, that Cardona guys, looks tall. But all of these guys came from WWE, where mm -hmm. everyone is massive, or at least during their time, were big dudes. So they come into places like Impact, where the size is not the be all end all of your roster, yes. and you see that like they're really big guys. They have a different definition compared to, you know, Mike Mike Bailey is shorter than I am. I'm six feet tall. Mike Bailey, I'm not going to give him. I'm not going to say how tall he is because I don't want to over or under it but like but he's shorter than i am you can watch our interview and you'll see like he is shorter uh that's and that's okay i'm just saying I'm like five, just, seven there you go uh, like you just you you don't know because tv can like make make you look bigger and make you look smaller can do True. weird things so it's good stuff sitting yeah. here i'm six feet tall sitting there joel's three foot two come on now i mean i wouldn't go that far i'm pretty i'm just making up numbers i went to the don Callis school of facts i just make stuff up <laughs> He knows not making stuff up, and that is uh, Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich. What a good segment. This segment is making a lot of people feel a lot of certain ways. They say panic! They, <laughs> yeah, it's a panic for some. <laughs> They're found by circumstance, united with a purpose, and they say, Coven, this is a warning. It's Slamiversary, and the Knockouts tag titles will be ours. So that match is happening at Slamiversary. No, it's not a dog collar match, but the two of them may as well just team up and wear it. Uh, and they, they did some things. They made some people feel some ways. When he said some people, to quote Adam Cole... <laughs> I'm those have some people. Listen, I am not above getting in where you fit in. And if we can make stripper Kenny jokes, if if I could look with sin in my eyes at Joe Hendry every week, why not capitalize? They're beautiful. They're dangerous. And what's better than beautiful and dangerous? Come on now. You know who you're trying to market to. And it's working. I don't, yo, God could come down in the middle of that match. I'm still watching that match. I don't care. <laughs> I'm watching that match. <laughs> they listen, man. This is the best. This is the best possible scenario for both these women right now. 
there's a the the knockouts division is stacked at the top. Uh-huh. Knockouts tag division is in need of some legitimate threats and not just these random makeshift tag teams. Granted, that's what Kelly and Masha are, but there's a potential that they 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 do it a little longer. And even so, down the line, inevitably one of those two are going to become knockouts women uh, knockouts champion. And that's the breakup and the feud that you can tell stories with. These uh-huh. two are former, let's say they win those tag titles, then they're former knockouts tag team champions. These partners are fighting. If they do it right away, not a big fan. If they let them have a good, long, solid reign, I'm talking give it until we're a year past not them being champions, but this this hypothetical uh-huh. knockouts uh, title match that could happen. Give it a year from now. And they're doing this. There's a lot of stories you can tell from winning the titles to break up. I will say that there's nothing wrong with the Franken team. And I will always use the bar as an example. The bar was truly a Franken team in the beginning until they got a name. And these two have a good gimmick. They're both bloodthirsty. I mean, if it's the HLA you want and that's the appeal, then come on now. But we, it's you're not going to get that type of match. You're going to get some fancy, fine, almost unmitigated violence in these matches. And it's going to be good. I... I think that this is fantastic for both of them. And like you said, let it go down the line. Or they can be like Motor City Machine Guns. We found a common ground and we don't got a beef. I could go for the X Division. You could go for it and we could be chilling. We could be friends. We don't got a beef. We could new day it. We we could, um I don't know what's another team that like does their own thing and then comes back. You can do that. That could be good. Like you said, the top is stacked right now. Give you guys a chance to breathe. And I think the tag, the knockouts tag division could use more tag teams, if I'm being honest as well. That's fair. And again, you, you call them bloodthirsty <laughs> and the people who aren't enjoying them, they're mostly just thirsty. The- <laughs> yep. Dobby the Brain Heenan hits us with the Super Chat saying, give me these two as Knockouts Tag Champions now and feuding over the Knockouts World title by next year's Slammiversary. Sign me up. There you go. See, we're already co-signed. And if it's going to be by somebody, I'm glad it's Dobby the Brain Heenan. That's uh, that's the right person you want co-signing these kind of things. True. Let's move on. Uh, by the way, in my uh, in my, my rap, in my notes, I have them just, the, I, I break out the segments. Do you know what I called this particular segment with uh, Masha and, and Kelly? What? Kinkies. <laughs> I wanted, I had, I had something, but the initials just ended up being KKK. So I nixed it. And I was I like, do that's that. not, that's not it. That's nope. not going to, that's nope. Yep. That's not. Mm. That's why I can't call it kinky killer Kelly anymore. Yeah. yeah mm, you races ruin everything. Damn. <laughs> they really do. Once in a while you got a good one. And then someone just points out, no, nope, can't say it. Why not? Well, you know, this is the, Ooh. <laughs> I can never win. You can never win. Uh, Joe Hendry and Yu Yu Mora, though, they can win. They beat Kenny King and Sheldon Jean in tag team action. Uh, Joe Hendry comes out and the crowd is chanting Stripper Kenny. They're like, it's your right to do that. It's okay. I encourage you to chant Stripper Kenny or you can chant, you can yell, we believe. And then out comes Yuya. The crowd throughout the match, I love it. Kenny King comes out wearing a sweater and he refuses to take it off. And the crowd just keeps chanting, take it off, take it off. The whole match builds to them taking off the sweater. Uh, Henry takes off that sweater and then clotheslines Kenny King with it. Kenny King takes a powder. Sheldon Jean is the legal man. He gets hit with an enziguri by Yoya Yamura, And then a standing ovation from Henry gets the win. Slammiversary, it's 
Joe Hendry and Kenny King for the Digital Media Championship. Not even on the main card. It's on the uh, it's on the countdown. But uh, what do you think of this tag match? Personally, I thought it was fun. It was harmless. It was fun. It was harmless. And I, Joe Hendry is not a good guy. And I'm very well aware of this. Joe Hendry is not a good, he's not a good guy. Because if you really think about what he's doing, <laughs> I want to be serious but unserious at the same time. We're making fun of a man being a stripper. How many people can be strippers? <laughs> Listen, Big Dick Dudley. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, uh, Kelly, Kelly. Uh, who else? Who else is there? Joseph Hendry, you could be a stripper. Who I found out is born a day before me, a year after me. Ridiculous, but a lot of this makes sense because I too make fun of people through songs. <laughs> Kimono Wanalea, the night she danced atop the ECW arena. <laughs> I feel like, unfortunately, Val Venus is somewhere in there. I feel like I've, I have an unlocked yep. memory of Chip and Dale. <laughs> I have no idea who that guy is. Never. Oh, uh, you're right. Who's that guy? <laughs> no, no, people do. Never heard of him. Uh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> the worst part is that if they're in Canada and uh, they're going to be doing Slammiversary there, the, you don't want Kenny King being thrown singles because our singles are uh, we they're coins. Our singles are are, are dollar coins. <laughs> well, I mean, I personally would like to see a Chippendales dance off, but that's just because I'm dehydrated since the seventies. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever happens, happens. I think this is a win for professional wrestling and female professional wrestling fans or male professional rants. I don't, I don't judge. Whatever you're into, I'm into it too, baby. <laughs> Naked Midian. Wait. Yeah, you ever? I'm trying to think of who's Midian, and I feel like I know who that is. Dennis Knight. You remember Dennis Knight? No, you don't know. It's Midian. He was part of the the ministry. Long hair had a. They all had long hair. Just look him up. Naked is very special. He uh, he had a oh, panty bag. Oh, I know who this is, and the answer is I'm a child. I'm a child of Christ, and I don't want to. No, thank yeah. you. Thanks. Yeah. My fire be purged. <laughs> I think he gave everyone COVID back in 2020 at a show, but anyway, that's not important. <laughs> <laughs> Leo Rush. Let's talk about this promo with Leo Rush. I liked it. I don't want to talk too much about the promos that they aired tonight because there are a bunch of them and. I don't really love getting into the to the like produce promos unless I unless they're really good and this one was he says he's here to build his brand not the impact brand not the exhibition title brand he's here to build his brand win titles he wants to be a winner he calls himself the man of the hour but then he turns it on and says he's the bad child so we have we have motive we have an explanation we have reason this is something I was expecting and wanting from Leo Rush. I'm glad we got this promo because it makes the match at Slammiversary a little bit harder. So what did you think of this promo from Leo? And then we can talk about Saban's rebuttal with the, the backstager with Gia Miller. You hit all the points that I was going to say too. The I'm a win trophies. I'm doing, I'm here for me. I think that's great. That's smart. And it does set up that if he beats Saban, I feel like the clear path is you're going to cash in on all this. And I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. And if you're the person that all this beats first, now you've got another hungry X division. And depending on how long Leo Rush's uh, contract is, I'm interested to see where that goes. But I see, I see him beating Saban, and that's the immediate cash in. And I'm not mad at that. Yeah, and it could be that. There's, there are a lot of things on the table. There really are. Uh, Leo mm -hmm. 
when, when we give our predictions, I think we'll we'll have a lot to talk about with where Leo Rush stands, where Chris Saban will go, where Alex yeah. Shelley, like all this. We'll get to we'll get to that because th- those four seem to be linked somehow. Well, obviously, Motor City Machine Guns are linked, but Aldis and Rush still kind of have their story to tell. So there's yeah. something there. Uh, Saban afterwards puts over Leo Rush, says, you know, Leo Rush found a cheat code to hop the line and face the X-Vision champion, but now he's faced the final boss and then says he's going to humble Leo Rush, which, again, love it. Uh, really happy to see Chris Saban get that kind of promo out and say, basically, like, telling no lies. Leo Rush lucked into his title shot. Yeah. And now Saban, who's been around forever, listed his own accomplishments. You know, former former uh, Impact champion, current nine-time exhibition champion, so on and so forth. Uh, he is going to humble the guy who just came in and thinks he's the best. No, totally agree. Like this, if Chris Saban was from New York, this whole his whole promo could have been narrowed down to one phrase. Fuck out of here. <laughs> It's true. It was it was good. I liked it. It was straight to the point. Cause so was Leo's. So I liked it. It's like, okay, you wanna come here? Okay. Fuck out of here. (laughs) Cut the cameras. Cut the cameras. Pretty much. (laughs) And that worked for me. Cause that whole those listen, those two were gonna have a great match. I'm glad they put a little more behind it. They they put a little more behind it other than just like we're going to be two fighters having a good match. It's going to mm-hmm. be, there's, there's a story there. And I appreciate that. Uh, Moose and Myers take on Callahan and Swan. Uh, really the big part of this is that uh, <sighs> HDNet movies is going to be showing Bill and Ted's excellent adventures and Bill and Ted's uh, bogus journey this Saturday. And uh, that's, that's basically all this match was is a big promo for Bill and Ted and those two movies airing on, on HDNet movies this Saturday night. So if you're not going to watch Slammiversary, which I think you should, um, maybe consider watching um, HDNet movies because, um, yeah. Bill and Ted, excellent. <laughs> Myers and Moose, th- that's the whole thing. They suck. And then Sammy and Callahan grew up together. This is the story. They, the, the two guys who are who are put together, uh, they, they suck. But the two guys who grew up together, they're good. Swan hit a 450 on Moose. Moose kicked out. And then Moose low blows Sammy, spears him, gets the win while there's a thing going on outside distracts the referee so this kind of plays into a weird thing about my moose getting the win over rich swan because moose just pinned sammy does he pin the other guy too and then we are off to the races we do sammy and moose or sammy and swan versus moose and myers when myers and moose have the tag championships or what or is it nothing and we are not going to see myers and moose walk out with those tag titles what do you think of the match? What am I talking about? What are you going for? Banger tag match. I wouldn't go that far, by the way, Chad. I'm sorry. It wasn't that great. I'm going to start backwards with what you said. Let's say they do go down the route and Musa Myers do win it. I could see Sammy Callahan and Rich Swan going against them being their first their first um, title defense. And then they get uh, defeated by the Rascals. So you give Moose and Myers something to do. They can hold it. We are the best. And then you get beat by actual tag team. It doesn't take away from Rich Swan or Sammy Callahan because you guys are not a tag team. Cut it out. You're not a tag team with each other, least of all. Cut it out. Um, the match that I mean, 
we do not get up here and disparage. Uh, I don't get on here and dis- well, you know, I feel like there's a common thread of us just making fun of Steve Macklin. That's why he wants to beat us up both. But listen, I didn't do it. I'm blaming Joel here. Um, but hey, I don't. Saying, <laughs> first of all, I'm saying nice things about Macklin now because he's injured and I want him to get better. So That's I true. Kick his ass in August. See, I'm not doing all that. Steve Macklin, please get better because your wife will beat me up and I'll cry. But I'll also, this will be me while I'm getting choked out. That's a joke. That's a joke. For legal purposes, that's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. (laughs) Anyway, back to this tag match. Back to this tag match. It was all right. It was all right. It was all right. I mean, it's not like it was bad, but like Joel said, I heard more about Bill and Ted. Excellent. Than what was going on with the match. And not for nothing, I don't. High key, low key, okay. <laughs> it was around this point in the program. I was like, all right, this is the go home show. Yeah. That's why, that's why I was like, this this is the go home show. And the matches were good for the most part. This was not one of the good matches. But there was again, it was a big like, I don't know what I expected. Maybe I have to go back and watch this episode again tomorrow morning, but there were things I loved and there were things that I, it, it was almost like, remember we talk about impact never does 100. So this was it. Like, this is good. Oh for, yeah. Where it's like, there was some stuff that, that kind of went 100. We're like, yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. Love this promo or love this segment. But then we get Moose and Myers versus Callahan and Swan. We're just like, yeah, it matches there, but Bill and Ted, you know, that movie marathon is going to be awesome. That's, that's the 100. I, yeah, I just want something. I just want to enjoy the whole episode. Maybe it's just I just didn't like this match. And that's the big the big takeaway here. I mean, to each his own wrestling is subjective and you're no, not gonna not. like it all the time. Uh, no, only my only my opinions matter. We've we've discussed this. It's my opinion and I'm allowed. That's right. The loudest person wins. I didn't say this by the way. Uh I don't know who put that up on the screen. I don't know what that's about. That's weird. I don't, don't get weird about this. I don't know who put that up. That's weird. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Who would do I that? don't know what you're talking about. Subculture want to win it for every subculture. This was a promo where I just kind of laughed. Like, what is every subculture? The people who don't fit in. I'm like, all right, that's a subculture. Who are every subculture? But they didn't really get into that. So they've been to the bottom and now they're fighting to the top. Promo was fine. It was inoffensive. Danny Luna's coming with them. She completes the package. She's not involved in the tag match. Uh, I assume she's going to have a few matches while they're here in the uh, in the good old Canada. But uh, yeah, what do you think of the subculture promo getting re- getting ready for this tag title match at Slammiversary? Yep, it existed. I literally don't have. I don't. You said everything I was going to say. So. <laughs> Wonderful. Glad we did this. The Allen Angels promo. I, okay, this was a, I guess this really was a, like, good solid 15 minutes of me just not liking anything. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, in in an hour and a half show, I'm glad that I only didn't enjoy 15 minutes of it. Let's go on the bright side. The Angels promo, okay. It was a very corny 2016A promo, Okay. Uh, I will I will start with that. He says the last few months it was a foot in the door. Now it's time for him to spread his wings and fly. He says Angels wants to feel alive and fly away. Which, by the way, at this point, I'm flying my eyes out of my head by rolling them. And then he says, unlike the other guys, I'm more than just a guy or an angel. I'm a celestial. Honestly. 
No. When he said that, I'm like, y'all should have just made the background music Creed. When you are we at that point, I would have been all in at that point. <laughs> Even the music sounded like corny 2006 TNA library. It just <laughs> wasn't good, man. I'm sorry. I like, by the way, this is not a knock on angels. I think he's a fantastic performer. I think he's a great wrestler. And I think his heel promos are really good. Whatever this was, whoever told him this was the way to do it, I don't think this is it. They're trying something new. I'll give them that. But this doesn't appeal to me, at least. I will say that at first I felt that way. But I've got a good habit of once you hit a certain part, you'll just boomerang back. Like, this is brilliant. At this point, it has to be 2001, 2015. It has to be early 2000s. That's why I'm like, yo, if you start doing, like, I don't know if you remember on early days of YouTube, they used to have, like, the wrestling edits where they play, like, Hoobastank or, like, uh, Incubus or uh, Drowning Pool. At oh, that I moment, love Drowning Pool. Don't you dare. And listen, there's nothing wrong with that. But they would make the wrestling edits where they'd be like, da, 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 da. That's, that's what I want from Allen Angels. At this point, if you're not coming out like Jeff Hardy back in 2015, I don't want it. I'll, eh, 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 eh. Like, I want something that's Because it was giving that. If that's not it, then, then you lied to me. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Drowning Pool. They used to be so good. I miss Dave Williams. He was great. He was He was their singer. And and he passed away. He he died on tour. He was in. They found him in the bus. It sucked. He did the first. They did the first big album, and then he died. And then they got a new singer who was pretty good. I think he lasted for the one album. Which, by the way, one thing about that album that really upset me, it was like thirty-two minutes long. Which, like back in two thousand and six when it came out, that was short for for a record. For like for a first. That's true. I was like 32 minutes. I spent like 28. What is this shit? Anyway, that was a, that, that was the album. Was that the album with step up? Anyway, the, the WWE used all the drowning pool stuff. I saw drowning pool live. <laughs> I would like to give you some cursed knowledge. Someone has said that drowning pool, let the bodies hit the floor and it's raining men are the same event from two different perspectives. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I didn't. I didn't even get to finish the best part about seeing Drowning Pool. By the way, uh, I, I went with my um, the a girlfriend at the time, not not my wife now, but someone else that I was dating at the time. Uh, she wanted to see them. The the show ended by six thirty p.m. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. 
You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The real granddad hours. What time did the show start? <laughs> I think the doors were at like four. I don't know what happened. It was a weird booking. We went and they were like, because the pl- the venue they were playing, it's called the Annex Rec Room. It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, it was called the Annex Rec Room in Toronto. And uh, I knew the owner, by the way. He booked them for some reason for that show to be like the early show before he opens up the club to be a club club at night. And I'd seen other bands there. But like... <laughs> Bands who actually played until, you know, 12 at night or whatever it would be, like later until close. For some reason, this show ended so early because they wanted to make it a club that night. Imagine having Drowning Pool on as your opening act in the early 2000s. I could not. They were the headliner of that particular show. It was them in an opener. And then the cl- and then it was club empties and they reset for whatever they're doing that night for their actual, like, I hope he made his money with the mm, mm, y'all. I hope he made his money. <laughs> that was so weird, man. Drowning Pool was great. Shout out to Drowning Pool and Saliva. Like Remember Saliva? They were they were pretty good. They're still around. Josie came back. He left for like ten years. Anyway, uh, so that's the Angels promo. We're spending more time talking about. <laughs> we spend more time about music than Allen Angels. I'm sorry to this man. My apologies. I liked it. I think at this point, though, but if you don't give me early 2000, 2010, I'm going to be upset with you, Mr. Angels, and I might have to call your line. <laughs> that's fine. You want to what his what? Call his line. Oh, call I'm like, hello. What, what did you think I said? I didn't know what you said. I heard you say call his blank, and I was like, wait, his what? Listen, I've already done too much on this show tonight. I need to chill out. <laughs> That's fine. Everyone can come and chill out with us over at FightfulSelect.com, the best five bucks in the business. You want to learn more? You want to chill out here? You want to have a good chill, Cresta? How about AEW banning moves? Oh, no. Yes, that's over on FightfulSelect.com. The whole list, the list, and nothing but the list. Where can I find that out at again? FightfulSelect.com. And also earlier today, Sean Ross did a whole, like, 45-minute news brief about it. And, you know. Anyway, go 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 subscribe. Warner Brothers Discovery and the W or AEW TV deals. If you want updates on that, fightfulselect.com, best five bucks in the business. Or if you just want some non-news 
type of content. You got a Grapsity Q&A that drops every two weeks. Sean does a weekly Q&A for everybody. Sour Graps is there if you want your sour dose of WWE programming from Alex and from Kate, who hosts the ROH post show here on the channel that just happened before we started, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You, get, you know what's there. $5, what you got to get. FIFOSelect.com. Get the news. Get it right because the aggregators just suck at trying to tell you what it is. Get the right news because I'm sick. Everyone's sick of, of hearing something regurgitated by somebody else and they get it wrong. And it's like, here, copy my homework, but don't copy it word for word. No, if you're going to do it, copy it right. Okay. That's don't, plagiarism. They can't, they that's, can't copy it right. Good. Great. Well, then don't plagiarize and instead spend the five bucks, go to fivefoselect.com, get it right from the source. That's how you do it. Cresta, that you don't plagiarize. Don't plagiarize. Bucks patronize fightfulselect.com i love it let's do it i also loved the nick aldis promo i thought this was great heel work i love that he's basically just reiterating alex shelley you're not special i am special i uh, i am in an elite group impact management wants me to be their champion they need me to be their champion the pressure is on alex shelley because you need to prove that you're not a transitional champion which is what aldis has been hammering home says you know that Shelly will either go out on his face or on his back and that's entirely up to him so this promo I loved it uh by the way for the person asking about the Grapsy Q&A it's next week it's not this week I think there was a mistake today with them setting it up so it's next week uh sorry Nick Aldis promo talk about it Crest the Star I think because I agree with you I think this promo was great but this is the type of I wanted him to do this pompous British guy from the beginning because all that I'm here for such I, I didn't believe you for one second. While you were being a jerk, this probably I believed it. He's like, I don't care. I came here to win trophies. They've been wanting me to win. You, what do you want? You want to tap? You want to get pinned? It's up to you. I'm like, oh, I believe it. I believe it. Get it where you fit it. I believe this. This Nick Aldis, I believe. And I, it makes me feel bad for Alex Shelley because do I... Just from a fan standpoint, I want to believe that maybe Alex Shelley's better than Nick Aldis. But with the pomp, the circumstance, the bravado, I 4,000% believe that Nick Aldis is going to make a statement on Alex Shelley. What that statement is, I don't think he'll cheat. But I think if he does like make him submit, he's not going to let that man go. He's not going to let that man go. He might injure him. Or something like that to prove a point. But this Nick Aldis, I believe. He's like, hit that guy. I don't know him. You just got it now. And you suck. And that's your fault. And you're about to lose. And you're going to defend it one time. And you suck. I, I, I believe it. Get it. Get it. <laughs> does the idea of Nick Aldis as Impact World Champion, does it, um, I don't like to use the word upset you, but like, do you like the idea from a character standpoint? Or is it just like, I don't really want to watch Impact if Nick Aldis is my champion versus Alex Shelley. I mean, I don't hate it. Like, I will say that in watching Impact now, I trust and believe in the story. I was a little upset when Steve Macklin lost the title, rightfully so. However, I'm not upset that Alex Shelley won it. 
I trust impact to tell a good story with all this. And I trust impact to be like, if it's not working or if it is working, but it needs tweaks that they'll pivot. So I'm not, I would be a liar. Even if I wasn't working for Fightful now that I've been addicted to impact, I would still watch it unless they really poop the bed and do some super duper shenanigans. I'd be like, all right, but I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it because someone like Aldis can be annoying enough that let's say you want to finally put over a Mike Bailey. I would be over the moon if you take out Nick Aldis. If Nick Aldis even beat up Bully Ray, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I think there's tons of things, stories to tell with Nick Aldis, but you have to tell the story. I think you can navigate in his pompous bravado. Even if you make him a tweener, you just have to have the story make sense. If you do him the way you did Violent by Design, People are going to get upset. But if you do him the way Josh Alexander option C, he could be a phenomenal champion. Sorry, that was long winded. No, that made, I'm glad that you went into that much uh, to that. I'm glad that you went that deep. Um, I, again, I, I ask people to look past the last time Magnus was champion. Like I see it in the chat, the lowest TNA ratings ever. TNA sucked at that point. Just, Plain and simple. And it's, it, it was an ensemble suck, okay? It wasn't mm. just that Magnus had. Dixie was running the company in the ground, and things just were not good at that point. Uh, everyone that they brought in who was a legacy star was, like, basically using this as their playground to just do their own thing and get paid whatever amount that they negotiated without issue. And things have changed. This is a different impact from back then. Uh, I would love to see this Nick Aldis as champion. I would love yeah. to see what he can do, especially now that you add in Mickey James. And we have reported on FIFA Select that Mickey James is very close to, if not already, cleared. And if that's the case, then I want to see Mickey James and Nick Aldis have a power couple moments. I want to see them run roughshod over impact. I want to see what Nick Aldis now would do in 2023, knowing what Magnus could not do because he didn't have the experience, he didn't have the bravado, he didn't have the character that Nick Aldis has now. There's a lot in there. It's not going to turn me off as much as it's going to intrigue me. That being said, when we get to our predictions, I don't know if I want Nick Aldis to walk out with that title so quickly. I agree. I don't think that it's... At the expense of Alex Shelley, who will always be good, it kind of sucks to give this feel-good story just be like, yoink, you know? However, I do get that plans change, whatever have you, whatever have you. Um, I will also say this, and this is coming from a wrestling fan who watches a lot. If it gets on your nerves that much, don't watch. But if you're going to watch, watch it in earnest. Don't watch to hate watch it. What does What sense does that make? to hate watch it again i think that impact this is i didn't see brutus madness so i'm coming in with fresh eyes but i think that impact is a long cry away from aces and aids and dixie carter and hulk hogan i mean yes we can talk about the kurt angles and the aj styles and the samoa joes but i think that was here there was a really dark period and now we're at the light at the end of the tunnel and we can get back there you just gotta give impact a chance this is come from someone who said i'm never watching that Give Impact a chance. It's it's really not that bad. It's really yeah. It's cool to hate it. It's cool to hate it, but it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. And a lot of your complaints about other places, they have it fixed. It's just the production sometimes. Is. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm being honest. No, I get it, and we talk about it here on the show as well. There are certain things when it when one camera is green tinted and the other one is warm tinted, yeah, orange. It's yeah, it's off putting. 
again, I, I think that a lot of wrestling production can be better. And there are some companies out there who are doing, and I'm not just talking wrestling companies, I'm talking oh. production companies working with wrestling companies to make their programs look better and just present better. And so Impact has a lot of strong points. Their production, yeah. their production's hit or miss, and I really look forward to when they dial it in with, with the right producers. Their video packages continue yes. to be really, really good. Their production on the live events that leaves some to be desired, and and yeah, that's just what it is. So uh, yeah, let's let's get let's get to the main event. By the way, donate your super chats, get them in, and uh, your humper chats over humperchats.com as we head down the home stretch. The open challenge for the knockouts championship. Diana comes out, says she's got a chip on her shoulder, no matter how successful she is, no matter how many accolades she achieves, and she opens up the knockouts championship open challenge, which is answered by the undefeated Jody Threats. I, I I would be I gotta I'm sorry I gotta I gotta do this here hang tight I'm ready here we go so who's on the list who do you really want to face an impact uh, this has been my answer even before I got to impact my dream match that I've been dying for for years is Diana give me Diana Blaze <laughs> well we got that tonight you so got it girl we got it and I was so happy to get that and I was so happy to see that Jody Thread answers the open challenge. Uh, this match was fun. This match was basically what you'd expect. I'm very happy that Jody Threat lost her first match, which is something that I think a lot of people need to hear more often when it comes to undefeated wrestlers. Because when you have an undefeated wrestler, it can get a little stale. It can get a little stiff. It can get a little boring. Happened to Jade Cargill. Happened arguably to Hook. It's happened, you know, in many different places. I'm just coming up with things off the top of my head recently. Uh, this. Jody was being protected for the most part, but this was her first real quote unquote challenge. Deanna Peraza was the right person. She was going to beat her and she came out looking like a champ in the end. She does tap out to the Venus de Milo after Deanna counters the F416. Uh, they shake hands afterwards. You couldn't have a better match for these two for their first time around. What do you think about Deanna and Jody threats? What a good match. What a good match. And I think of all the people you want to lose to, your first loss being the champion, come on now. I will say there were times in the beginning where I'm like, oh, there's a little, there's a little, I think she went to go do a sunset flip off the corner where Jody Threat didn't completely get it. And I was worried she was going to land on her neck, but it was fine. It was fine. I only worry about people missing stuff that they do so they get hurt. I don't want no one to get hurt because selfishly speaking, I want to watch you every week. <laughs> Selfishly speaking, I don't want you to get hurt. This match was great. I again for this being Jody Threat's first loss. And also when you wrestle Diana Perrazzo, the fact that you countered, I think, two Fujiwara arm bars, once with the rope, and then once countering it into a pin. Many people don't counter it once. And I think commentary put on uh Ray Watt was like, bro, what damage has been done? You can only break out of that so many times. So many times. And kudos all around. I hope that now we get to see Jody Threat in more serious programs. Jody Threat in more like serious opponents have something like linear going. I can't wait. I can't wait to see how this turns out. But also, I don't know, that bust up at the end where I feel like Jody kind of just Thanos snapped away, kind of made me upset, but I understand why. I well, she could be in there. I don't know if you saw, but at Slammiversary, Jody is in a six-woman tag match. 
Yes, with, with um with sorry. the death dolls. Yeah. And they're gonna take on <laughs> Giselle Shaw, Savannah Evans, and Jay Doll. <laughs> Honestly. Get them, girls. I, I love it. I actually do enjoy Jayva Doll as a wrestler. And if anybody's out here wrestling with the girls, I love it. I'm here for it. Because these girls be beating him up. <laughs> yeah. And that's the fun part. And it's going to be a good match. <laughs> the, the setup was it was fine. It, it was... I'm glad the Death Dolls are really, really strong actors. I'm glad that Jody is continuing to try and get more comfortable in front of the camera. Uh-huh. You can tell she's trying. And she told us as much in that same interview that I just posted the clip from. I, well, we, talked, we talked about her her on-camera presence when she's acting. And she said, you know, I'm, I'm taking acting classes. I'm trying to get better. I want to do this. I want to do that. Like, she clearly wants to do it. And she's clearly aware of the fact that promos and, like, pre-tapes are not her strong suit. But she's trying. And so I'm happy to watch her work with death dolls and work with those mm-hmm. people. Uh, but the, yeah, we'll just get, we'll get to that. The, the knockouts melee, as it were, that happened at the end of the show. I just want to highlight there was the side rush and leg sweep into the Fujiwara arm bar that led to the rope break. Love the spot. Jody has the stiffest corner lariats ever. And they rule. She, she works like a bat out of hell. She yeah. works like she's, she works like she's not a wrestler, but she is a fighter. And I like it. There's a believability there. From the moment you hear her music, I was right. She's already in the ring. Yeah. And that doesn't stop. And I feel like sometimes with women wrestlers, you don't really see that intensity from the beginning all the way through the end. And she's just a, a little wrestling gremlin. And I'm, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Her facials tell a great story. They yes. always do. She's intense. She had a moment where she hit a Michinoku driver and it was scary. I was nervous, but it was landed. It was fine. Uh, the, the match itself, again, was really good. Jody Threat is going to continue to grow in Impact Wrestling, and it's good yeah. stuff. And Deanna not only, uh, you know, giving her the handshake at the end, but also just the sign of respect and a good match, that means a lot. So post-match, the knockouts melee. Out comes Giselle Shaw, Savannah Evans, Jay Vidal, the Death Dolls, the Coven, Masha and Kelly, Trinity comes out last, takes out everyone. The referees and security clear the ring, and it's just Deanna and Trinity left in the ring. They stare at each other. Deanna drops the title on the ground, and Trinity's just staring a hole at it. They both go to pick it up, and of course, they start swinging. So security comes in. They break it up. This match could potentially be the main event at Slammiversary. What do you think of this melee? I personally was a big fan of the knockouts who are going to be very uh, very much showcased on Saturday at Slammiversary. Big fan of them ending this show. As I've been watching for the past two, three years now, Impact, I will say that besides Josh Alexander, the Impact Knockouts division as a whole has been on a tear. So that melee at the end, even the crowd was like, let them fight, let them fight. I absolutely firmly believe Deanna should have her main event along with Trinity. They absolutely, because I'm like, nothing against Aldis and Shelly. That should maybe go on either first or right before them. But I think that match has the most heat going into it. I think that match is going to be fantastic. I would like if Trinity gets the win. However, if Deanna submits her, I'm not mad at it. That's par for the course. Sorry about it. Deanna Perrazzo is a tough, tough competitor and a tough opponent. Tough. Like, 
that's going to be a match. That's going to be a good match. But that melee out there was really good. And I feel like after Sam anniversary, there's a lot of little threads here that you can continue on the story to branch out. So until your next big pay-per-view, you now at least have some meat and potatoes before you set up the next program with these ladies. Absolutely. I agree with, with everything that you're saying. I could see if uh slam anniversary goes certain ways, you can do the next night. You can tape. Remember they did that all-star 10 man tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see them doing a knockouts 10 woman tag with some of these competitors from, uh, from- yeah. And that'll be fun. Uh, Trinity and Deanna going on last. One thing that I really like about that being potentially the last match is not just the star power of Trinity, but also these are both baby faces. Whoever wins is going to, you know, the crowd's going to be happy regardless yeah. of who wins. Arguably, they might be happier if if Trinity wins. I don't know, but uh, it would be a lot of fun to watch those two get the main event. And I think it'd be even more fun if Mickey James decides that that's the night she comes back to impact is at the end of that. And if Aldis wins his match and Mickey comes back and makes her intentions clear, could be, could be a lot of fun. Slamversary could go off the air with some very, very interesting uh, moments and opportunities moving forward. Yeah. I wouldn't hate that either. Like I'm hoping I'm a knock on all the woods. Cause I don't like to jinx it. Sometimes I'm a little superstitious. I'm hoping Mickey James is a lot better. I'm hoping that she's all right. Cause that would be fantastic for her to come back. I would not want her to interfere because I would like a decisive winner either way, you know, however, if she came out afterwards and was like, well, guess what? Hardcore country. I'd be with it. I'd be with it. It would set up a great opponent against her and Deanna since she never lost to Deanna or it'd be like I never dropped the title and you just so happen to have it Trinity I would be very interested to see how they would play that out if Trinity wins it and Mickey James comes back because it's like ooh let's give our impact anniversary predictions Cresta unfortunately won't be with us on Saturday for the show however I still want to get her I want to get our thoughts leading into the show. Uh, reminder that on Saturday night, it's going to be myself and Steven Jensen. We're going to run down Slammiversary here on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Yes, the Collision Show is still happening. Yes, Battle of the Belts is happening. Yes, there's even a triple, uh, triple Mania show going on at the same time. But we're not doing a post show for that. I'm just saying there's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff on the air. But go watch Slammiversary tonight. Let's run down this card for the Impact Digital Media Championship. Joe Henry defends against Kenny King. Who's going to win this match? I thought that um, Kenny King might have taken it. But since it's on the pre-show, I I have to believe in you, uh, you, Amara. I think Kenny King going to try to cheat. I think Sheldon Jean going to try to help Kenny King cheat. I think you and you, Amara, is going to help him. And I think Joe Henry is going to be fine. And I think maybe the next... If not next time, the time after that, if Joe Hendry's in a serious program, then I think he'll lose it. But I don't I don't think that's happening. I'm sorry. I like you, Stripper Kenny, but I don't think that's happening. I I think Kenny King wins. I think Kenny King wins because I want to see Kenny King and Sheldon Jean eventually split up and have a feud for that title. Uh, ooh, sorry. No, that was perfect. I really love the timing of that. Letting it hang. You just let everything just kind of hang in the air. It's good stuff. Uh, I let it smell like hot dogs. <laughs> oh, we're, just, we're just out here having hot dogs. Okay. Hot dogs. Do I, <laughs> do I like 
do I want Henry to retain? Yeah, that'd be great. But, but I just I feel like Kenny King getting the win and then eventually leading to the breakup with Sheldon Jean and Jean eventually getting the win and getting that digital media championship would be great. And then let Joe Henry go after the X Division champion, whoever that is. I think the next time he defends, I, I don't think this will be the last time he'll fight Kenny King. I think the next match Kenny King will take it off him. It'd be like, it has to be like a one-on-one because I see shenanigans about, but I think that Joe Hendry's work definitely deserves a spot on the card or do it on like a main event of impact or something like that. Okay. We're going to find out. Uh, The other match on the countdown show, Jody threat death dolls versus the Sean Taraj, Giselle Shaw, Savannah Evans, Jay Vidal feels like this will be Jody threat getting your win back. Same. I like Giselle Shaw. I like Savannah Evans. I like Jay Vidal, but you guys are in the losers column right now. You were winning for a couple of weeks. You were jumping people. I respect it, but now it's time to take these L's. You're losers this week. <laughs> you think Jody's going to go into the undead realm with the death dolls? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> She'll go with as Jody threat come out of Taya Valkyrie. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't hate if Jody Threat goes in to the undead realm, I'm going to love every minute of it. Jody Threat has played a uh, devil type demon character before. I love it already. She, I mean, she already fits the punk rock, but when they go in there to find everything else, she might come back out and be literally raised in hell. <laughs> I love it. We'll see what happens. But yeah, it feels like Jody Threat's going to get the win. Who's she going to pin? Jay Vidal? You know, I don't think. It, it it could be it could be Shaw because I will say Shaw gives back to the community. Shaw will let you pin her. It could be Shaw. We'll see. We'll see. She's been out there doing a lot of media this week uh, for the L- Ultimate X match. That's probably going to kick off the show. It normally does when it's uh, mm-hmm. an Impact pay per view. Ultimate X for the number one contendership of the X Division Championship. Jonathan Gresham, Speedball, Mike Bailey, Kevin Knight, Allen Angels, and Kushida. They're going to face off. What are we doing? Who's who's going to win this thing? Say the names again. Jonathan Gresham, Speedball Mike Bailey, Kevin Knight, Allen Angels, and Kushida. I feel like the obvious answer could be Kushida, but Kushida doesn't stick around. Kushida doesn't stick around. I would not hate them running back Speedball Mike Bailey, but I could also see them, all right, Jonathan Gresham, we've been jobbing you for months since you got back. (laughs) All right, wrap it up. Let's put you in the number one contender and you versus Leo Rush. Uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I My heart is saying speedball, but my gut says it might be Allen Angels. It might be. It might be just a little razzle dazzle, but I think it'll probably be speedball. I think I'm closer to Angels. Mm-hmm. Gresham is my dark horse pick because Every time I think Jonathan Gresham's leaving, well, he's not. <laughs> so he Every time I want to get out, they pull me back in. <laughs> they pull me back in with more money. Uh, so I don't know what the deal is, but I think I, I would go with Angels. Uh, Coven versus Killer Kelly, Masha Slamovich for the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Championships. Feels to me like it's going to be time for Masha and Killer Kelly. I don't know. I kind of had the Coven winning this, and I think the Death Dolls get their lick back. But Masha and Kelly are so hot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go with you, though, Masha and Kelly, because I want them to win, but I'm also awful at these things. All right. I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's going to be new. I try to use my big brain, and not big brain too big. No, sometimes it smooths out that big brain. (laughs) (laughs) Smooth. 
Edward Edwards with Alicia Edwards takes on Frankie Kazarian with Tracy Brooks. The uh, the wives are cornering their men for this match. Sure, whatever. I think Kazarian gets the win. That's the end of the series. And then Kazarian can go and challenge Nick Aldis for the world title. I agree with that. I think the only thing we're going to see is Lish is about to get beat up by Frankie Kazarian's wife. <laughs> Fine by me. The girls are fighting. Let's go. It's okay with me. ABC, this is the four-way for the tag titles. <laughs> uh, Ace of Bays take on Brian Myers and Moose. Rich Swan, Sammy Callahan. Subculture are also in the match. Is this it for Ace of Bays? Are we done? What are we doing? I, I think, like you said, if Moose and Myers, they pin either Subculture or Callahan, or maybe Ace of Bays retains and loses to the Rascals. I can't do it. I can't do Ace of Bays losing to the Rascals. I don't want to either. I think the Rascals are better off like having a couple of matches and then staking their claim. Beat up the good hands. Everyone beats up the good hands. <laughs> like maybe beat up Boos and Boos, Moose and Myers, beat up Eminem, and then call it a day. But I could see, like you said earlier, it would make sense. Wentz is really hot right now. So is Trey Miguel. And Ace of Bay have been together for a minute. For a minute, they've been champions for a minute, and it might be a ten. It might be time to refresh their division. However, I'm trying to think of more tags in the Impact Tag Division. Like you, you've got the Rascals, you've got ABC, Moose and Myers. Okay, but they're Franken team for right now. Who? What's uh, Motor City Machine Guns? Ain't going for the tag tags right now. They're being free men. They could. They have. They did it more than Good hands. All right. Ace of A is winning. I'm sick of you. <laughs> I think Moose and Wires are going to win. I still think that Moose is going to pin Rich Swan. And I think that they'll do the ABCs. And then I think that Good Hands will be like, hey, you toss us to the side, but we are much better than you think give us a shot and they won't win the tag titles, but they'll win the match that gets them the match to get the tag titles. Mm-hmm. And then the good hands start their ascent to be, in, to be the good guys, brothers, good, good guys, good, good guys, hands. Hands. good guys, good hands, shake on it or whatever. Uh, for the exhibition title, Leo rush challenges, Chris Saban. Uh, I don't know if Leo rush is going to win the X title, but I do know that he would make a great exhibition champion. What do you think? Cresta? I see Leo Rush winning the X Division title. I see him cashing it in using option C, but I see him failing option C because I saw it in the chat earlier. And I get it. Keep your options open. But it is a well-known fact Leo Rush is here one moment and you blink and you miss him. He's fast like lightning. So I don't know how long his contract is to actually stick him on something and have him do something lengthy. Absolutely see him winning the X Division. Absolutely see him cashing it in if he's not all this his first um guy maybe he i don't know but i i see him winning i'm gonna go with leo rush leo rush is my pick i'm gonna say chris saban retains i'm gonna say that let's let's do that let's do that uh i'm gonna say the tag title for uh, the tag match for last diana versus trinity for the impact knockouts world championship is trinity gonna win the big one or is diana still on top at the end of the night i'm going with my heart I think Trinity wins this. I think Impact doesn't be a coward. I think Impact takes the leap. I don't think it hurts Deanna. 
I think there is a story to be told afterwards, especially if Mickey James come back. Oh, you dumb, Deanna. I can't believe you lost the title. I never lost. You stupid girl. Now we have to fist the cuff. I think you strike while the, 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 the iron is hot and you put the, put the title on Trinity. I like Deanna. I think Deanna's going to give that girl a run for her money. She's going to make that girl work for it every inch. But I think Trinity wins this. I think Deanna retains. Ah! I think Deanna retains, and I think that Mickey James comes back, and Mickey says, "I didn't put that title around your waist because I want that title back." I can see that. I can and see then that. We start, we start that feud. Where Trinity fits in, I don't know because again, I don't know how long Trinity is supposed to stay in Impact. We've mm. talked about it for a while. Is it six months? Is it three months? Is it a contract? Is it a, a handshake deal? We don't know. I I think that Deanna is going to retain. Could be wrong. But we're going to find out. Uh, for the world championship, Alex Shelley defends against Nick Aldis. What's all this then? Is it going to be a new champion or is it going to be Alex Shelley, not transitional champion? Wouldn't it be such a gag if Alex Shelley won? <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it either. I would just want to see the face of Nick Aldis like, oh, 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 oh. I think I think it would be nice if Alex Shelley beat him here but lost the rematch. Then I think that'd be real cute. Alex Shelley gets his title defense and he's not a transitional title champion. He's got his 20 years. It's real cute. However, I think Nick Aldis beats Alex Shelley here. I think Nick Aldis beats Alex Shelley here. I could see Shelley eking out a victory, retaining the world championship. Aldis getting pissed. Aldis taking his frustrations out on Shelly, getting a rematch, maybe even, believe it or not, at Emergence in Toronto at the end of August, where Aldis can say, I'm going to beat you where I made my return. And then let that play out. And Aldis wins the title in Toronto, where people will hate it. I think no matter where they go, the way Aldis has positioned themselves, they're going to boo that, man. They're going to hate it. Rightfully so. They're going to hate it. Rightfully so. I think that's good. I think he's doing the right thing and getting the right heat right now. So it could very well be that. We'll see. But uh, the the main the main event, quote unquote, <laughs> it's gonna be Bully Ray and Diener. I forgot about this match. I was like, what are you talking about? The main event? We already talked. Nope. Bully Ray and Diener take on Scott Demore and TBD. PCO is dead, uh, according to to Scott Demore at the end of tonight. Did you watch, by the way, to the very end of the show after the promo? You sure saw did. It? They hit us with the Avengers didn't. type level. They hit us with the are you busy? Do, 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 do. It's Kim Possible. I knew that. I almost turned it off. And because I went back to watch something to, for my notes, I was like, I should probably see if there's anything at the end of this. Because like that match ended at like 9.53 Eastern. I was like, I should probably- Yeah. I was like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. <laughs> like something's up. They're going to replay something. And then they showed the promo and I was just like, oh, okay, good. I'm glad I watched the 13 seconds. Uh, anyway, who is Scott Demore's partner? And are you are you as annoyed as I am that the Diener thing didn't play out tonight? As in, like, they didn't even just show any footage from Busted Open. They didn't do anything. They just kind of hoped that people saw the change at the last minute. Like I said, they had, like, a tiny little promo where they said, when he explained, Diener explained that him and Scott Demore, he first made his thing. He was a Jeff Jarrett guy. And how... um he felt like Scott was just doing, eh, I'm here, whatever. To me, it doesn't make any sense. Just say you wanted to be in the match. I respect it. 
Also, it is a complete bummer that Steve Macklin is injured. So I hope you get well soon. But like all the work that they put into make this a nice little bow for Steve Macklin and Bully Ray. Darn, 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 yarn, darn. Um, as far as I'm still holding out for Eric Young. I feel like, not Eric Young, I'm sorry, Petey Williams. And I know people are like, that's not the only person who was in Team Canada. But I think you can't think Team Canada and not think Petey Williams. You can't. You can't. Like, I thought he invented the Canadian Destroyer. No, it was Scott Demore. He just popularized it. Eric Young has been missing in action. Now, it wouldn't make sense because legend has it, back in the day, Eric Young was a part of Team Canada. That being said, he allegedly went to the Fed, didn't whatever happened, happened, and he's still out there. It would make sense with Cody Diener now being with Bully Ray. You tried to kill me, and I left a design to you. And before I left, even though Violet by Design had just started losing, we wasn't losing like that. You've been losing left or you lost a member. At least when I lost a member, old boy had to get well soon. This guy just left because you suck. It would make sense. But I'm still holding out uh, for PD Woods. I don't know anybody else from Team Canada. That's all I got. I'm sorry. I'll tell you this much. It's not going to be Ruffy Silverstein. It's not going to be Johnny Who's Devine. Who's that? Exactly. It's not going to be Johnny Devine. It's not going to be Bobby Roode because he still had Bacchiotomy and he's out for the next God knows how. Oh, my God. What did you call it? <laughs> <laughs> Called it a Bacchiotomy. <laughs> we never heard that before. You got me, gal. I'm not Bacchiotomy. It sounds like you say bust down Bacchiotomy. He, he ain't coming out. By the way, I see people in chat saying they showed it in the opening. I'm sorry. I must have missed the opening. I, I frequently just go past the opening credits in the impact show. I will, I will openly admit that. Don't say, oh, they said we open it up. I'm going to go pee right now. <laughs> ain't going to be A1. Ain't going to be Jack Evans. Tell you that much. I think. I, I think Go EY ahead. is the guy. I think EY is the guy because they haven't. If he signed a WWE contract, he could have gotten out of it, or WWE could have made a deal with Impact to be like, uh -huh. "Oh, we're not putting him on our TV anytime." Ain't gonna be the last guy you just promoted in the chat, folks. Sorry. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, ah! "Nope, ain't gonna be that guy." Uh, but I feel like EY would be Eric Young would be perfect, and I think that Scott Demore, the way that he teed it up, was perfect. You know, PCO might be dead, but are you? And we that makes know. sense too. We don't know that, that Eric Young is dead. We don't know that he was, we know he was stabbed. We know he was shivved, but we don't know if he's 100% gone. I will say this. And unfortunately, I've been witness to many a murder on Impact Wrestling. <laughs> um, when you die in Impact Wrestling, they show you dying. Like we saw that Diener stabbed up uh, Eric Young. But we didn't see Eric Young do the twitch or we didn't see his body. At least when Taya Valkyrie got sucked into the undead realm, you didn't see her come back out. PCO got buried. Eric Young, I don't know. I, I, yikes, I don't know. I don't think. If Eric Young does come back, that would be a nice bow on it, too. It makes sense. It's a great pivot. It just sucks. I don't know. I don't know. Petey Williams or nothing. I thought for a while it was going to be Tommy Dreamer, just like some people in the chat are saying. And and before tonight, I would have told you it was Tommy because they're doing Darren McCarty and Tommy Dreamer versus Champagne uh, Singh and Ma Balishira at the tapings the next night. So I was like, okay, it makes sense, whatever. It'll be Tommy Dreamer. Tommy and Bully have the background, yada, 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 whatever. Um, now that they've introduced this, I think it might be Eric Young. 
I tell you this much, I'm going to be working, I'll work overtime, try and find out if he's, uh, if he's coming, if he's been released, if he's been on, if he's been released on bail for on bail. What if his book is, <laughs> I don't want to talk about Booker T. Oh, Chucky, Chucky, Booker T's lining up, Bully Ray. Booker T's lining up, Bully Ray. Oh, he's a bad man. Booker T's going to sign him up. Ah, Booker T, Booker T, ah, you're a bad man. Booker T, Booker T, ah. I don't think you'll come out from behind the commentary desk just to commentate and beat the Bully Ray. But I, I watch it. This is, I'd be like, yo, screw you guys at the AEW post show. Booker T is commentating while you're wrestling. Ain't going to be Booker T. Tell you that much, too. What if it's Senior Joe? Nope. Don't listen to me. I'm just making stuff up now. Yep. Anyway, that's uh, that's the anniversary. Like I said, we're going to have a post show on Fightful on Saturday nights. After Slammiversary goes off the year, myself, Steven Jensen, will be here. Uh, Dreamer's not Canadian, so there you go. Uh, Chris the Star, what else is going on? Let's get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, like Joel Pearl just said this Saturday, I will not be here for Slammiversary. It breaks my heart. But I will be live over on, I guess, we, I guess we're going to be on the main channel, and you guys are getting bumped to overbooked. <laughs> That is to be determined. We can run simultaneous streams. It just depends what else is going on on Saturday. Well, either way, I will be there at the post show with Iridian, Chris Achino, and Chris. Who's Chris Achino? Amazing. Is that Rick's alter ego? Because y'all have alter egos on that show. Who is Chris Achino? That's going to be me hopping in and out of both lives. It's, it's past my bedtime, y'all. My brain is <laughs> off. It, my brain is off. Uh, I feel like Sean Ross Sapp is also going to be there. So I'll be there this Saturday covering AEW Post Show. Every Monday, Wednesdays, and mostly Fridays, you can find me over on TikTok or Twitch, Cresta Star. If that's a lot, uh, Cresta the Star on Twitter. There's a link tree in my bio. I love you all. I respect you all. Joe Pearl, the man with the plan. Where can they find you? Fight Bull Overbook tomorrow morning, 10, 15 a.m. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Jeremy Lambert and I go in the weeds at 10 a.m. Eastern. Tomorrow, 10, 15 Eastern, Darren McCarty. Yes, that Darren McCarty, the hockey player, the Impact Wrestling Superstar Special Guest Enforcer. He's going to be joining us on the show. We're going to talk to him about hockey. We're going to talk to him about Impact. He has a little-known wrestling career that we're going to talk about. So come and join us on In the Weeds at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, otherwise, I'm Atrial Pearl on all forms of social media. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.